Have you ever ventured out on your own while traveling? It can be liberating to seek out your own interest, like my sister and I did in Austria. You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with wanderlust. Welcome to Travel FOMO. I'm Hillary Halton here with my husband, Jamin. Hey there. And we're in the middle of a secret season, reliving the experiences that resulted in my own travel FOMO and thus your travel FOMO, Jamin. Yes, you <laughs> More than 15 years ago, my sister and I backpacked through nine countries in Europe. So this episode is about your time in Austria, right? Yeah. Okay, yes. so what cities did you go to in Austria? We went to, we just went to two. We went to Vienna, which is more urban, and to Salzburg, which is very quaint. Very good. As we jump into the conversation, take a second to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast from wherever you're listening. Awesome. Let's get started with our interview of um, with me and my sister. And we're going to go back in time now. Here we go. Oh, my goodness. Jessica, I don't know about you, but I remember rolling into Salzburg really, um, I think it was really late at night. I think we I spent think the whole so day too. traveling. Mm-hmm. And then um, we had a lot of problems because Germany, I don't know if you guys know this, but it is really hard to navigate in Germany. And all of the city names are actually in a German version when you're in Germany. And so <laughs> Berlin doesn't look like Berlin. Yeah, Munich doesn't look like Munich. And so even that even, I think, is might be the case for other um, cities that are in other countries. So you're sitting in a German train station and you're looking at a at all these destinations and none of the names match what you would expect them to um so that was like that was pretty crazy that was like a long day of trying to um trying to get to the right place get out of germany we just wanted to get out of germany and onto the next place but i think what happened at least in, in on that particular day is we had gotten up so early we woke up at like 6 30 to get up and, and leave for Vienna because um, the train was supposed to be there at 7.42. That was what time the train was going. And like even the people in our hostel, there were a couple guys that shared a room with the, us in the hostel and um, they gave us a hard time that we were getting up so early to catch that train. And um, But we got there and apparently the train that was supposed to be it, it wasn't, it wasn't there. We we're at the station waiting for it and it didn't, there was no 742 train to Vienna. So either we misunderstood or they canceled it or something. And then, so then we found another train option that would get us somewhere at least on the way to Vienna, whether it was a, you know, detour. Um, but it was later on, of course. And then um, it, it ended up like switching. It was supposed to be on a particular platform and all we can think of, yeah. like we sat there and watched our train come to a different platform without realizing that that was our train oh. and it passed us. And apparently they had spoken over the intercom. Hey, it's no longer going to be on this platform. It's moving platforms to this other platform, but we don't speak German. And they, in some countries like France, they would, um, or in England, they would have multiple languages. Like they would put the instructions over the intercom in multiple languages. So you'd hear it in German, you'd hear it in French, you might hear it in Chinese. Um, they would cover multiple to hopefully get a large group of people. 
um, well, no such thing in Germany. It was like, it's in German and it's in German. And if you don't know German, have a fun day. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, so that is, I think that's part of the reason that that day took so yeah. long getting out of Germany. Cause we were just like, like oh and we gosh, we're accidentally yeah. got on a train to the Czech Republic. Do you remember that? Um, did we? Yeah. And we <laughs> were like headed yeah, that way. That's right. Well, we had to change our plans. I think to maybe we had to go that way to maybe, yeah, maybe. Well, I don't know. There were tr other train options that were like 39 euros if we wanted to pay that much to maybe go directly to Vienna or whatever. But I, I think we kind of had to do a detour. Yeah. Like go, like do a workaround if we wanted to go that day. I mean, if we wanted to stick around in Germany again, but we didn't want to miss these other spots that we're on. Yeah, but we, had, we started towards the Czech Republic and then we had to get off that train because we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't want to go to the Czech Republic. I, you might be right about that. And then I we like switched trains and like finally ended up in Salzburg. I think we we're like, okay, fine. Uh, that sounds great. It's that, was that the day we had to call mom and dad and be um, like, um, we have like all the trains are not being where they're supposed to be. The booklet train, the booklet of all the train schedules, it's changed. It's not current this and that. And, um, and we were, no, that was, no, that was Italy. I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead, guys. No, I apologize. More to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> so much adventure in one month. Yeah. Oh, goodness. But yeah, we finally made it to Vienna, but it was late. And if I recall, there was a taxi involved. There was. And, and that train ride that got us there was, um, I don't know if you remember meeting this guy, I think his name was Ansgar Mueller, if I'm saying it right, from Munich. And he was like a college student who'd been at his parents' place. And then he was headed back to Munich to go to college. And he was um, really friendly, um, but he had a lot yes. of opinions about Americans. Yes. And uh, that Humbled was like an us. interesting conversation. <laughs> it was enlightening. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess like at the time, what we had like a senator that was having an affair with somebody or whatever mm. and we didn't know anything about it and it was he was like don't you guys even read your own news and we were just like oh that's like don't you even know your own current events and we're just oh it was <sighs> it was rough like I can't say that I keep up with all my senator's affairs but good grief <laughs> like, yeah well and he knew like he knew that Oklahoma voted for Bush he knew that California elected Arnold Schwarzenegger like he knew more than most I mean most Americans know that but he yeah lot more than most Americans, yeah. which was like, like, and we're, we're definitely not that Americans are definitely not that educated on other countries, politics. And here he was a German educated on what's happening in American politics. It was like, wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. We could be a lot more educated just with politics around the world. It's a global world. And he also mentioned that like Americans don't travel internationally very much. And he was kind of, he found that to be like, um, you know, he just, he, he wasn't a fan of that. And, um, we kind of had to explain to him that like America is so big, like we're just trying to get through our own country and see our own yeah. history before we start experiencing the rest of the world. And you could tell he just, he couldn't fathom how big America was, you know? That's interesting. That is funny. But yeah, that's because, I mean, gosh, just like Europe has all these different countries and, um, different cultures within each country. Gosh, America has different cultures within America. <laughs> yeah. We got, yeah. We got crazy. a Southern folk down here. 
with our accents and all. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then we have, we have George from New Jersey that doesn't say his R's all the way, right? Right. Isn't that? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Oh, so funny. But yeah, we did. We arrived really late that night after our our long, long trade, trade, train ride with Mueller. And, um, it was like 11 PM. We've been traveling all day, literally all day. We're so tired. We we were so bummed. I think that we'd wasted a whole day. Like that was a whole day. We could have been in Vienna. We got up early for this. I know. Yeah. And then we took a taxi. So we're in Salzburg. We take this taxi up a mountain in the dark. It was up a mountain. Crazy. Yeah. Like, it was so narrow spots. Like, I don't know how he fit that car through some of these spots. I know. Scary. We were literally, yeah, we were literally like concerned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he was super nice. He was so nice. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, he spoke German. I don't know if he spoke any English. He, but he was really sweet and you could just tell that he was very welcoming and all that. But still it was like, you're really nice, but your driving really scares me or not, not even maybe how he drove, but just what he had to, I mean, I don't know if he was going fast necessarily, but just the turns and different things that he had to make on this, on that ride was like, just, it's a fascinating ride. Well, yeah. And then I would, I just, what would have happened if another vehicle would have come along? like who who's going to be able to to drive backwards yeah to get off that mountain it's so narrow oh my gosh yeah do you know what I mean it was crazy and that was like and that I think when we got to Vienna I think we had a different hostel in mind and we we didn't have anything booked for it I don't think or if we did we had to cancel the booking I don't know I think we didn't have anything booked um but but we had an idea Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, but this is the day I'm thinking of. Sorry, I get Salzburg and Vienna mixed up a little bit. Um, But this was definitely, I remember us just being concerned about like, we are, maybe we did have, actually, maybe we did have a reservation, but we just, I don't remember. It was like, we got up there and it was like, almost like a home. It was like a a bed and breakfast almost on the side of the But did they answer? Did they like let us in? No, well, the door was open and we went in and we knocked and we were trying to get somebody to come and nobody would come. And we ended up feeling like we couldn't just like go to a bedroom, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we like left, but, um, oh my goodness. I still wonder what it would have been like to stay at that bed and breakfast or, or hostel or whatever it was. Oh man. It seemed amazing. That's and crazy. It would have been Salzburg at night. It was just amazing. Dang. Oh, stupid yeah. German trains. That's <sighs> why we missed that hostel, Hillary. Oh, that's crazy. Well, and I know. And then it's just this thing where you're like, you're on trains for hours. You can't exactly call. And even if you could, do you have the phone number of the hostel that you're going to stay at? It was just yeah. 15 years ago. It was harder to get a, to get a phone and harder to, you know, um, yeah. make a phone call make a phone call. And certainly it's not, not like you have internet. You can just send them an email, send them a text or send, you know, everything oh, right. is so yeah, modernized. Sure. Like I, cause we did have, right. We, I think, did we bring phones? I mean, I had my flip phone, what, what? but like, I cause I don't think we had internet. I don't know service. if we, yeah, I don't think even if we brought them, I don't think we used them. Yeah. So we may not have even brought them at all because there would just be no point. Tell everybody about the place that we ended up staying at. Cause you kind of got to hang out there a little bit more than I did. 
that's what I'm trying to remember. Um, like, I don't remember getting there. Like, after we left the other hostel, I guess that was just so <laughs> memorable, <laughs> just getting to that other place. Um, but I liked, um, I liked the next hostel. Um, it was, I'm trying to remember, like, I don't remember the room. I don't remember the room. But I remember you, if, if it was the next day that I'm thinking of, the very next day you went to um, a Sound of Music tour. Yes. Yeah. Was it was that, called yeah. Yoho. That was the, that was the name of our, um, hostel. Yoho. International okay. Youth Hostel, I believe. Oh, I believe okay. Yoho. Um, I don't remember, I don't, you know, I didn't even really take a lot of pictures of like of the hostel itself. So if any, I don't really recall. Um, but I do remember, I mean, it had like an upstairs and at one point I remember, um, it must've had like an upstairs where like they kind of curved and they like, you know, have like a platform, go up the stairs. There's a platform window by the platform and then the stairs go back up. I can't recall the rooms at all, but I remember while you were on the tour, I was like, um, sitting there and like, um, like journaling, like in my, uh, not ironically, not a journal. I guess it was more like my prayer journal. I was like sitting in the window just like awesome. and it was kind of rainy because I think you were on your tour and it was it was, rainy. it was rainy during your tour and um at some point I did go down they had like a little area like a social area you know on the bottom floor um I don't know if it was a bar or what necessarily but a social gathering area and um and there were several people hanging out down there and watching rounders which was a Matt Damon movie and here I am in that born identity Jason Bourne phase so I'm like oh hey that name is on tv let's watch rounders but it was it was um it was fun so it was like I don't remember if I got to meet any like I don't I didn't journal about this particular part so um I don't remember if I got names of anybody but um but it was fun like just like it was other tourists other you know hostel backpackers and all that and um and we were just like chilling, hanging out, watching rounders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's I a gambling movie. Didn't they, they also gamble. like play the sound of music like once a day or something there because it was in Salzburg? <gasps> I think they did. I think you're right. I don't remember if that was, um, I don't remember actually watching that, but I wouldn't be surprised at, at some point if I did. Oh, no, That's no, really I did cool. all day. Good grief. I just like chilled at the hostel, I guess. I know. That but, was our um, first um, day apart. Yes, it was our first time where we kind of went on two separate adventures, mm-hmm. which which became something we became more comf- more comfortable with. But like, um, but yeah, that was the first time, and and I I had a good experience with the Sound Music tour. I would totally do it again, but it was in the rain. <laughs> I, I had, fortunately, we were smart enough to bring umbrellas or a umbrella, but, um, but it was still rough. And I was in my Crocs because that was like the most waterproof shoe that I had (laughs) cold and wet. And, um, I remember meeting these two brothers from Philadelphia, Brandon and Evan, and I think we might still be friends on Facebook. So, Hey guys, if you ever find this podcast, (laughs) I might have to tag you on Facebook for this episode, but, um, and then, the tour was kind of an all day tour and they were in Austria with their parents. And so we would break for lunch and I ended up 
you know, I didn't really have anybody to eat lunch with. So I ate lunch with this family and, um, it was really pretty cool. They were very proper. I was like, Oh, whole family that comes to Europe together. I was like, (laughs) and, um, and here I am in my Crocs, you know, but, um, in my accent, but, and then I met this girl, Abby from Australia and she, um, it was, it was great to have other people around because they could take pictures of me because otherwise it was going to be me taking selfies on this really amazing <laughs> tour um, of all these famous movie scenes from The Sound of Music. And um, I would totally do it again if the weather's good. I would do it again. But um, was it, it so was it cold? It was very wet. Was it cold on top of that? Yeah, it was pretty cold. Yeah. And um I just remember being like, this is so cool, but I wonder when it's going to end. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm really cold. And I remember getting back to the hostel to see you and you'd had such a great day. And I was like, I mean, it was great, but it cost a lot of money to be wet and cold. But um, oh, really nobody's oh, fault goodness. though. It's just oh, when you're yeah. moving through so many countries so fast, you don't have the option of waiting to the next day. you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, the um, truth. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. And then anything else about Salzburg that stuck out to you? Um, nothing that really stuck out to me, I would say. I mean, it looked, um, I, and again, I like no one go to Salzburg on my, on my experience <laughs> because I literally sat inside. Like it, I, that's probably the reason I sat inside is because one, it was rainy and two, it was our first day apart. So you were out and about on a tour. You can kind of trust the tour, you know, yeah. like it's probably pretty safe, um, locations you're going and all that. But, um, but I, I was just like, uh, I'm just going to chill in here. Cause I don't even know where to go in the rain and right. I'm not gonna, you know, by myself on top of that. So I didn't really get out and see as much. Um, so I would love to, I guess if I could do it over, I would have saved a little bit more money and I don't know, I, I would say go on your tour with you, but then I'm like, I don't know. I don't like to be cold. <laughs> I know. Right. I know. If I could, if I could do it again, I would do the tour, but on a sunny day, if I could, on if I could plan it that way. Yeah. You know? That's a good one. Yeah. Um, well then we headed to Vienna. Um, so we were only really there for like 24 hours and then we made our way to Vienna <laughs> And we stayed at the hostel Hudeldorf, I think I'm saying that right, in Vienna. And it was still raining. Yes. And we made our way. We found some some friend, made a new friend from North California, Jesse, and he helped. We we together found our way to to that hostel. And I remember that. I don't know if you remember that hostel, Jess, but like I remember it having a cafeteria style, like the place where everybody gathered to eat would be like a cafeteria and I was like uh, I felt like I was in a like in grade school again or something Um, I don't recall that I don't recall but um but I don't recall the um the hostel as as a whole I'm realizing that like we were really excited about taking pictures of our hostels early on and then (laughs) later on in the we're like yeah okay (laughs) there's other things to take pictures of I'm Not telling so you, I, I really think we were running out of memory on our digital camera. And so we oh, were yeah. deleting stuff or we just That's... opted not to take photos because we were like, well, I don't want, boy, I would definitely do that. I'd take more photos for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, do you remember going out that night? We met up with, um, we met some new people. 
from Florida, Katie and Hector, and they were, we met them on the subway and we hung out all night long. I don't remember what we did though, but I do remember meeting them and I remember like, oh, that's going to be fun. That's cool. But I don't really remember what we did. Yeah. We just walked to the city. We went into um, a couple bars, I think. There were like these, these bars that were kind of pseudo underground. Like you'd have to walk down into them a little bit. Okay. And they had really cool vibes. And, and I remember the guy, Hector, um, he didn't drink. So for me, that was kind of non-threatening. It was like, okay, I'm not going to be pressured here to like, mm-hmm. um, you know, to get crazy with these or people whatever. Be crazy yeah. or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But they were really funny. I, I think I remember them being really funny and us just having a really great time with them. Um, yeah. I remember again. Yeah. I have that same same feel that just good vibes from them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. But, um, and then the next day we, <laughs> it was still raining, um, or it was raining again or something. And we did laundry in the basement of the hostel. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, again, not something to take for granted when you're right. backpacking, especially right. when you're wearing these same clothes, whatever you pack, you, you don't get to pack like 30 different outfits. Mm-hmm. You're wearing the same, however many sets that you are able to bring. I don't know. What do we have? Five maybe? Yeah. I think we, we, it, I don't know. We probably had a little bit more each of us, depending which garments we liked, but, um, but just not a lot of outfits. And so like you're, you're making the rounds through them and you're like, all right, well, and you're walking. So like at some point I got to wash this. Yeah. Okay. For laundry. Yeah. Well, and then you got to make, if you're in the rain all the time, you got to somehow get those clothes dry and like, mm-hmm. it's just, um, kind of a, kind of a mess. I would pack smarter next time. I think I would, and I would also be prepared if I have the money, I would be prepared to buy clothes along the way and throw away clothes along the yeah, way yeah, and yeah. rotate out. Yeah. Cause it's fun too, to come back home with new clothes. As we were about to leave Vienna, I have a lot of memories um, from that internet cafe, Jessica, and I don't know if you remember this, but we we sat down, we got on, um, this is where it costs like three euros or two euros for 30 minutes uh, to talk on or to be on the internet. And we were like messaging Lamar and having a conversation with Lamar, which <laughs> yeah. was so cool. Live, then, like back and forth. He was, which was like not as common back then yeah. as it is today. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't, was it I am? It wasn't necessarily I am, right? I thought, I thought that, no, maybe we didn't. I thought that maybe he like actually was responding back to us. No, that, no, that's surely not because the time frame. He would have been probably asleep. Well, I don't know because I did in my notes, I said like we were talking to him for 30 minutes. So I don't know what talking meant, but it probably was instant messaging. But he, I guess he is a night owl, so. Yeah. Okay. Who knows? Maybe he'll stay up late and just have Yes. Who lunch. knows? Um, but so that was fun. But then the, the crazy thing is we were so engrossed with that, that we didn't realize that the cafe was smoking and <laughs> there, there was literally firemen walking in and the, the ceiling was on fire and um, we well or smoking or something. And um, something was going on and a whole team was in there. <laughs> I know that was crazy. And then that's also where that was the train station where my, um, my purse finally broke. I had this black purse that I like loved that like it was um, a crossbody purse, but it did like the strap 
wasn't seamless. So like it, um, it broke and I ended up buying me a new purse and I was real happy about this khaki new purse that I got. And I bought it strategically because it, it is seamless. So there's no way you could like break the the handle or anything. It would always like stay around my body. And that was like really purposeful for me. It's kind of funny. Because I mean, we really did have to be so careful on like not, um, well, you know, like even with our passport and all those important things, we, I don't know if we talked about this much in our previous episodes, but like we had a lanyard. I don't know if we're giving away secrets, but (laughs) we, you had a lanyard that you wore under your shirt that had it. And I think it was like, actually we bought it. Um, it was like a real thing that was um, that we bought specifically for traveling and like to hold on to your important documents. Like it's not something we just made up, but it was like this plastic little, um, I don't know, zippy for lack of a better term that like, um, was attached to this lanyard. And we like had our passport and Mm -hmm. our URL, all of our tickets, uh, money, like all these really important like identification documents that like, we don't want these to get stolen. And if we have a bag, if a bag gets stolen, okay, then whatever the bag, you know, the bag gets lost, but then at least we won't have all these important documents. Like they're literally going to have to get under our shirts. It's not going to be easily pickpocketed out of us. Um, and so, um, but yeah, that was really smart. I remember there were a lot of instances where I was like, I'm sure I'm glad we have, like we're wearing something under us that is, would be so hard for somebody to access. And it was a really yeah. safe way to keep passports and credit cards and money and all that stuff. It was really yeah. smart. But it makes sense that you would buy a purse with a utilitarian purse. A yes. cute but purposeful purse. <laughs> yes, I still have it. And it's just a really Do good you really? travel. Yeah, it's a great travel purse. It's also really kind of sporty. So, and you can make it, you can use these drawstrings to make it a bigger purse that expands more or make it a smaller purse. It's like, yeah, it's pretty like, I mean, it's, you know, cheesy, but it's definitely, it's khaki. So it kind of like will always be okay. You know? Yeah. Funny. But okay. So Jessica, what was your, as we kind of wrap up Austria, what was your favorite memory of Austria? So that would be Salzburg or Vienna. Um, well, ironically, my favorite memory has nothing to do with the country itself. So it's like, meh. but, um, it was when we were in Salzburg, right? Where that's where the, the Sound of Music tour, ha- mm-hmm. tour happened, um, where I was, and I really will say, I really did enjoy that day. I think I really did enjoy just like socializing with the other people, watch the other Americans and just like, you know, just people are that's, I mean, people are fun. (laughs) And so like, it really doesn't matter what you're doing. But, um, but that particular day was the day that I was journaling, particularly in my prayer journal. And I decided, um, I really felt like God was telling me in that moment while I'm journaling in the window by the stairs of the hostel, um, that I don't think I'm supposed to go to a college that I had planned on transferring to in the fall here is summertime. I was planning on transferring to a a Christian college in like Missouri, like Kansas city, Missouri, I think it where it was. And, um, I wanted to go to evangel university and, um, actually 
no, I take that back. I wanted to transfer to ORU. Those were two uh, colleges that I had kind of been tossing back and forth between. And I decided, you know what, I think I just want to stay in Oklahoma, but I want to go to ORU. And, um, but I, I don't know why, but I just felt like, and here we were having such a great trip. It's like the most random thing, but I really felt like God was telling me, no, don't, don't go to ORU, just transfer to um, Weatherford, which is where, because I went to Southwestern University. I started my first year in Sayre, the smaller campus, and commuted. And um, instead of transferring to ORU, that day, literally, I trans- I decided to transfer to Weatherford, where I met my husband. I did not meet my husband, but oh. where my husband and I got together. It was, um, we had already met, but we were not we were not serious or anything like that, but it wasn't until I transferred to Weatherford that we got more serious. And oh my gosh. Got married. It was yeah. like a big life moment right there in Salzburg. It was a very, yeah. In a very random place, not a particularly special day. Nothing special was yeah. really happening that day for me, but, um, yeah. but yeah. Well, and I love that um, some of your best memories are the memories where you just stopped and didn't do anything, you know, or, or did less. And, um, and that, that, that something meaningful came from that time that otherwise you might would have looked at as like, Oh man, I wish I would have done something different that day, but it ended up being a really important day, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Mine is less like, what was yours? Well, well, mine is like, yours is so like meaningful. Mine is like, um, (laughs) I just really liked that taxi ride up the side of the mountain. <laughs> I will say, I mean, like having lived through it <laughs> yeah. and knowing that you're going to live through it, I would do it again. I mean, yeah. because it was just so exhilarating. You're like, oh my gosh, like, what is happening right now? Oh, oh. Is um, this gonna, are we going to live? And then he's yeah. going to drop us off on the side of this mountain. Like, yeah. I hope everything's okay up there. Like, it, I mean, like, you know, it felt like a, a good roller coaster looking back it's like, yeah oh just like you would you know roller coaster yeah. be exhilarating um I would have loved to you know us talking about that hostel it would have been really cool to to ever go back and to actually get to stay in that hostel on that hill yes yeah that's totally like on my list of things I I wish I would have done was to actually stay in that hostel and um yeah. Or, or just have sat down in a cafe in Salzburg and enjoyed the view and just people watched. Like, I feel like I love those types of memories. So, um, yeah. and I would totally do, if I were to do something over, I would do the sound of music tour over again for sure. Yeah. In the, I would have probably, I, it was, it was like, what was it? 50 or 75 euros or it was a lot. I was like, whoa, she really was down at music. Yeah, it was expensive. <laughs> um, but um, I think I probably would have enjoyed it. If the weather was nice, I probably, to be truthful, I probably would have been like a Debbie Downer on that. If I had gone on the tour with you, mm. I would, you would have probably been like, oh my gosh, she's cold and she is cranky. And not enjoy I like Sound of Music, but I don't think I love it to the degree that you do. Yeah. So I don't think I could have handled all the conditions yeah but, um well and like you and I have been in the sound of music together on stage and then I've done it four times like four different wow. um four different shows within four different locations of the sound of music mm-hmm. so like for me like I could 
I can repeat everybody's lines back to you. (laughs) I definitely, definitely felt like I um, had seen the movie enough too, that I like wanted to see, um, see the tour. And it was fascinating. The home where the kids live is actually, um, or the home, yeah, in the movie where the kids lived is, um, is actually, you had to see it from across a lake and it's legit. Like it is exactly what you see in that movie. And there's somebody, it's private property. It's somebody's house right now. And so you could only get so close, but, um, there were a lot of other locations. You could go see the Abbey and then go to, um, the, the gardens where the kids, um, sang Do Re Mi and, um, all those, uh, just a lot of different scenes from the movie. Um, but for me, having known the movie so much, I recognize those places and I could tell you what lines were said there, you know, so it's a little different, but, um, it's your Jason Bourne. Exactly. You were into Jason Bourne. I was into the sound of music. (laughs) It's a little different, but. (laughs) Oh So as we've walked through the trip and if, if people haven't heard the other uh, interviews between you and Jessica, they should definitely go back and listen. There's a lot of cool stuff there, but this is kind of the first time that you guys went separately and kind of did stuff on your own. So that like, this was the first time that that yeah, kind of got on, right? It kind of makes, yeah, it kind of makes, um, Salzburg specifically, um, is kind of where, we kind of got a little more brave, you know, and started, yeah, to venture out on our own. Gotcha. So what's it like to kind of strike out on your own in a foreign country? Um, well, it is liberating um, because you you do get to do whatever is of interest to you. And, and in this example um, from this trip, my sister and I, um, I, we both really loved The Sound of Music, but I loved it more. And I was willing to spend some money to go see these places. And my sister um, was perhaps the wiser in that moment. She was like, mm, it's raining. I'm not going. I'm not spending <laughs> that money on on this. And and she loved her day. She talks about that day and she loved it just as much. So um, I think it's really, you know, it can be really liberating to do whatever it is that you want to do um, on that day and in that moment. But that's, that's a hard thing to do on a trip, right? Especially with if it's just two people or a smaller group of people, you kind of get out on a trip and everybody, everybody feels compelled to do everything together. So that like, that's kind of a difficult step to take. Did you guys talk about that before you went that like, Hey, we'll probably do stuff on our own. Or did you just make that decision that day? We, great question. We actually made that decision um, that day, kind of on the fly. Um, I think we had, from what I remember, I think we really just thought we would do everything together. We didn't really think much about the idea of us um, doing things on our own. And yeah, it kind of just unfolded that way. I I think um, different people have different personalities too, right? So you definitely, if you're going with a group, there becomes a group think involved where Mm -hmm. everybody just does the same thing. Right. Um, There's also kind of, um, I've been on trips where you've got a really tall person in the group, they know how to make decisions for themselves and they go do what they want to do. And everybody follows them. Everybody just goes along. Yeah. yeah. And it's hilarious. <laughs> and so I, I find that to be really interesting just because, um, because 
people can get, um, how do you say it? With, for lack of better words, people can get lazy mm-hmm. and they just go with the flow and they don't stop to think about what they want and what that, that what these other people are doing might not be what's in their best interest. And so they just kind of, which it can be fun to just relax and let someone else be in control, but um, you'll get more out of it if you take the reins on your trip. Right. Because you're, you're in a strange place, mm-hmm. um, eating strange foods, sleeping in a strange bed, doing all that kind of stuff. And so I think it does, I think you kind of go on autopilot in mm-hmm. other ways. And some of that can be decision making as far as like, what you're going to do, where you're going to go, what you're going to see. Yeah. And people can really follow into that. Do you think that there are benefits to solo travel? Absolutely. I think it's fascinating to see people do that. Um, as, as you can kind of tell throughout this journey that my sister and I went on, we'd come across individual travelers and it just kind of blew my mind. I loved it. Um, I've done some of that on my own, so I would definitely recommend it, um, but I've only done it domestically. Um, but it almost becomes um, it becomes a very reflective trip where you get to do a lot of thinking. Um, it could become a very social trip, depending on who you are and how social you are. You right. could end up making lots of friends and all of a sudden expanding your network. Um, it's just kind of the the person you are um and how does that play out in your solo adventure got it so how far into the trip were you uh when when this day took place when you guys decided you know what today we're gonna do our own thing yeah we were it feels like that didn't happen till the end of the trip but when i look back it was actually day 10 (laughs) so yeah so we were about a third of the way we went for about a month Mm -hmm. and we were about a third of the way through our trip and um, we were already kind of <laughs> tired of each other. Well, actually, I wouldn't even say that in that moment. We were um, comfortable. It, it it took about a third of the trip before we were yeah. comfortable. Yeah, 10 days. Well, I mean, 10 days is like, that, that is a long time, yeah. especially with one other person. Um, it's longer than most people's vacations in America. Right. We don't usually go on 10-day vacations. So, yeah. yeah, it's pretty long. Yeah. 10. And you're everywhere together. You're sleeping in the same places, eating in the same places. So, like, I mean, that like 10 days, is that's a long time. Like, that's, that's true. You guys yeah. did pretty good, in my opinion. <laughs> well, we love each other a lot, so it helped. <laughs> so was it was it hard to acknowledge that, like, okay, like, we're, we're 10 days in, like, Let's get a little space, or did it just work out that way because of the weather? Um, yeah, we we kind of were starting to acknowledge um, that we needed space. I think at that time we were still we were still okay, but more and more as the trip went on, we became you know acknowledging that like, hey, we are two different people, and we do like two different types of things, and and we like to do things our way sometimes, and so um, it. But it is, it can be difficult um, because you don't want to hurt feelings. You know, you're, you're still, you're highly aware that you're still traveling with this person for (laughs) several more weeks. So you've got to make it work. You got to make it work. You can't like, um, you know, you can't just totally um, just jab at each other, you know, and, and and unload on each other. So, um, yeah. So I guess, yeah, it was, it was, um, it wasn't that hard. You just got to be kind about how you go about doing it yeah i don't remember how kind i was about it but (laughs) (laughs) so 
what do you do when it rains while you're traveling? Oh my gosh. Is it, was it worth like, cause you said you were like, you were kind of cold on the tour. Jessica mm-hmm. decided not to go mm-hmm. on the tour with you. Like, so was it worth it to go on the tour? Uh, great question. I, I think it was worth it. I still have like very clear memories of that tour. Um, and so I would say do it, do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but be prepared for the rain. So be, you know, I had an umbrella, so that really helped. I didn't have the best shoes, so my feet were freezing, but, um, be as prepared as you can and, um, you know, be brave, carry on. You don't have a lot of time in all these locations. In most cases, you're trying to pack in as much as you can come rain, snow, sunshine, it doesn't matter. You have to keep making the best use of your time. And so for me, um, we had that one day in Salzburg and that was all I got. And so I had to make it work. Um, but you do need to know your limits um, and, you know, just adjust if if you need to. Yeah, I think that I think that's a really hard balance to strike sometimes between like between going like, no, this is what was planned. And so it has to happen and you do it at the cost of enjoying your vacation or like Mm -hmm. having fun. But then the other like the other extreme is I want no discomfort at all. And so the, the slightest hurdle like throws me off and like you said uh, there's there's always some kind of resource limit whether it's financial or time um, that you may not get that opportunity again yeah yeah and it is interesting that you say that because you and I are a good example of that right like we're two um, we're two different people I'm more likely to err on the side of we made a plan let's do it rain sunshine doesn't matter this is happening um whether it's downpouring on us or whether it is so blazing hot we're not gonna have any fun I'm all about like I can be really hardcore and and you on the other side are like well wait 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 a second like I want to enjoy myself how do I go about enjoying myself and doing this? And if I'm not going to enjoy myself, I don't even want a part of that. And so, you know, I think um, we kind of go back and forth on that, you know, pendulum a little bit together. Well, I think that's, I think it's good to get pulled in, to get pulled in a different direction Mm -hmm. every once in a while, because you need it. Like, you know, both, I I think you said it, well, we're both very different, but it kind of, it sort of balances out. Yeah. And that I do stuff that, that maybe I would have, if I was on my own, gone like, eh, eh, not today. I don't feel like it. And, you know, maybe I balance you out a little bit to say like, hey, we can like, we can readjust this. Yeah. If we need to. Well, and that's really good advice for travelers, right? Is to um, play off of the person you're with, play off of their strengths and allow them to teach you something that maybe you wouldn't have normally done it that way. Because I, I can think back to a lot of our vacations where you did something that I, you, you kind of created space for us to, um, I would say have a rest day, but we don't necessarily have rest days, but implement opportunities for us to just relax. And some those are some of my favorite moments, you know? And so I think like we, um, it's, it's good, you know? Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I think it... It's all kind of about that, like, 
pulling back and looking at things kind of like what you were talking about earlier how sometimes if you're in a group you you just blindly follow one person yeah but it's that taking a step back from like that exact moment and going like okay let's look big picture and what's really going on here and why am I like why am I here and then really like prioritizing and chasing that that's a wrap for this episode of the Travel FOMO podcast. Thanks to Hillary's sister, Jessica Giles, for being part of this and sharing her experiences with us. Yeah, thanks, Jess. And it was great to it was great to hear your thoughts. And then we want to also hear from our listeners, too. Um, you guys may have traveled alone or ventured out on your own on a trip, and we want to hear about it. Tell us about it. You could post throwback photos on social media and tag us. That's a really fun way to share your experience. And you guys can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. That's where we share our photos and videos and everything from our own trips. And you can also learn more about us at TravelFOMOPodcast.com. That's right. And next week, Jessica and Hillary will be making their way into Italy. If you're enjoying the Travel FOMO podcast, help others find us. You can do that by taking time to rate, review, and subscribe to the Travel FOMO podcast from wherever you're listening. Life is short. Wander well.